Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft, and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, 710 Sports Seattle and Seattle Sports app. Streaming live on MyNorthwest.com, the, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com, with blogs, merchandise, videos, and so very, very much more. Morning, Joey Pyburn. What's going on? <laughs> it's July. Everything's going on. And what an overperforming July. We have another full weekend of July after this one. The, yes. The month ends on yes. Sunday, so we get five full weekends. So almost 10% of the weekends this year fall in July. It's awesome. My yep. hands are sore, <laughs> and there's nicks yes. and scratches, and there may be some pus. Um, that was a wild couple of openers oh I dude mean, yeah dude so much fun I, I mean you know we can we can chip a little bit about the fact that you know we don't have as many days to fish but the days that we have on the water right now we're definitely making the most of it. and we're going to run through you know the, the catch stats and and what the estimates are and you know and it, all the way from you know all the way from el waco all the way up up the coast and in the you know in the straits but we're we're you know we're not disappointed by any stretch with what we're seeing out there in either the numbers of Chinook or the size of them too, man. The opener for us was insane. Yeah, I it mean, was. that was some of the best, fastest Chinook fishing I've, I've seen in the Puget Sound in a long time. Um, incredible, you know, and, and, and not everybody. Uh, we, we went up there and just kind of put on a clinic the well, first two days. I mean, so we were very, very fortunate in that we had time off before the season. Right. Yeah. And, and so we actually went before it opened and we, and we ran, you know, we, we, we ran. We got eyes on, idiot, on our quarry, it, on it, our prey. It, we were up there kind of <laughs> snooping around and we, we kind of had a, we, a really good game plan, which I think is important. Oh, um, for sure. We, we have messed up before. Oh yeah. You know, repeatedly. And, and we, and we, again. <laughs> and we did not want to do that. So we had a really good game plan and we stuck to our guns. We didn't jump around. We went up there yeah. and we, and we just landed on them and we, Put it to them. Yeah, but that was so much fun. And then to have that, you know, go look at them day on sonar and jig some bait, and have you know a couple of good openers, and then and then have that coming into the dog derby was, was perfect. Was, was huge because we were able to share some information with some of the other captains, yeah. and it was so cool to see all those husky football players come in with just their they you couldn't wipe that smile off their face. No, you know, with a punch from Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were so happy and and some of those guys had never even been on a boat. Oh, I know. And they got their first Chinook. Yeah, Sam Heward got his first Chinook. You know, yeah. and 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 his father Damon will join us uh, in in the second hour to kind of run down that that experience. And but but it was fun, dude. It was and and, and most boats got fish. Not all boats got them, but you know that's fishing too, right? Yeah. And, but but all the kids got out and got a great time, and, and it was great to meet. You know what we had twenty twenty or twenty two, um, you know UW football players and. Uh, um, Tuli Latui Segaloa got the biggest fish, which was, and he's a D, Polynesian D lineman. Imagine that, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, but just, just a great kid. And he ended up getting an 18 pounder. That was the biggest one of the events. So that one big fish. 
and then Matt Jacoby Matt, uh, took team weight on on a Duckworth. Yeah, took the team weight and so knocked us out of first place. Yeah, and, yeah that's uh, all right. That's man. fine. Yeah. yeah. Just fine and Danny. They we, limited the boat with four really yep. nice Chinook and, and ended up winning the team weight. And uh, and and Matt is the one that caught a third, you know, it was 32 on his scale after when he got back and weighed 32 it, so. pounds Chinook on the opener or the second day? The opener. Second day. Second day. Okay. Second day. The day before the derby. Yep. He got he got one <laughs> one bite in five hours. Yeah. And it was a over 30 pound Chinook at mid-channel. Yeah. Just crazy. So So then... Rolling back to uh, the, the the second opener, then on on mid channel, we uh, we shot up there uh, Thursday morning, and again, just we're getting bit at the same rate. But man, they just seem to be short biting us, you know. And we're and- having a hard time um, getting them on the hook. They're biting. They're they're ripping it off. They're not getting hooked. And then when we do hook them. It's we're losing them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're losing yeah. oh, a bunch of fish yeah. that are on. Sure. Um, obviously, the ones that we land are stapled with, you know, usually both hooks. But yeah, we've we've lost a lot of fish. But it doesn't matter. It's action. It's and, action, and, dude. For and sure. The folks that w- we have, our friends that come out and fish with us. Um, so we had Lonnie and 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 Lori Schmidt of of Sport Co came out and they brought their son-in-law and his son. So and and that was a kick in the pants yesterday. It's always good, Lonnie. Uh, Lonnie Schmidt and Sport Co Outdoor Emporium, Mike Coombs, you know, one of our original sponsors going back to 2009, mm-hmm. dude. And so to get them on the water and get them fish. And then, you know, and then of course the old July process of cleaning those fish and getting backbones and everything and putting them into crab pots and the crab pots are making a good showing, dude. So what, so every now and then, you know, we'll get, we'll get derelict gear or we'll get gear that you know has been down so long the pots are rusty we can't see the names on the pots so we you know generally take those up to the port everett and they they give them away or we throw them away but what we what we see a lot of guys doing the pots that are lost have a no weight in them okay um or or they just have a bait bag and they don't have a cage all right so during during the off season you know when when we get a minute right we're we're going to have a video because we we kind of came up with a way to set a cage up vertically in, in, a, in a crab pot that has six points of connection with zip ties, four on the bottom, two on the top, and then the door opens up the same way the pot opens. And, and it's just, dude, you can, you, so you take that cage, then you put a bait bag in the cage. Mm-hmm. And that's the rottenest dungeness trick in the book because they can't, they can't get it. They can't get it. <laughs> and, and so you, you're armoring your bait and your pots fish a lot longer. And what we're seeing is, when, when you first drop a pot, you get a bunch of little crab in there. Then BDD shows up, right? And and the big old daddy crabs, they get in there and they chase the little ones out. And the, the little ones get out. The little ones get out. They and don't the, want The big any, boys can't, but they, the little ones can slip out of the pots. You know, they can they can weasel the, their way out of there. They're going to find their way out because they don't want to be in there with those big guys. And I tell you what, if you don't think there's a correlation between the amount of time your pots are soaking and the amount of big crab that you get. There's just, there's no question. So we did a, we, we normally soak 24 hours before yeah. we pick, but we, we had a, you know, some folks on the boat. We wanted to get, um, your, your buddy Dennis and his yeah, son, Turner, yeah. uh, some crab. So we did a, a quick soak, ran up to mid channel, dumped them, ran to mid channel, got her, got some fish, came back and there were a bunch of little crab there in were. there because the big boys hadn't shown. I mean, we got crab, but it was, it was, that was a perfect example of a short soak a bunch of females and little crab are going to get in there. 
You need that right. time so to then, let the big boys get in and get so, the little. So out. then yesterday when we picked them with, with Lonnie from Sportco, they were, that was a 24 hours. So. Yeah. And there they are. Yep. The big ones are there. We came up five short on our limit, so yeah. we had 25. Be- and listen, we were chucking over some. We yeah. probably could have kept our limit. Sure. These are big, giant. You don't need purple back, hard shell, yeah. meat filled monsters. Yeah, <laughs> so, dude. So much fun. All right. Well, we got we got a ton to get to. I mean, we this is this time of year we need like four hours to get, get everything yeah. in, man. But uh, basically, we're going to kick off the show. Robo's got to get off the dock early. He's going to jump in at six twenty-five, and we're going to roll through some of the techniques that he's transitioned to. You know, namely, namely motor mooching, drift mooching, and and jigging. You know, and and now jigging time's coming around here. And, and some would argue that it's always jig time for Chinook, but we like to see kind of a target-rich environment before we make that vertical surgical strike. And those Puget Pounder jigs and the prototype Puget Pounder jig rod is just absolute money for this. So we're going to go through some some drift mooch and motor mooch and jigging tech with Robbo. Then we got a new big money tourney. Uh, Mark White, president of the Owaco Tuna Club, is going gonna, is gonna to jump on. And you spent some time on the phone with this guy. Of course, we fished with him last yeah. year down Bowie 10. Yep. Great yeah, wh- stick. Yeah, and... And listen, this is a a big money event. There's a hundred thousand dollars on the line on this thing. Yeah, and you know, you know, uh, and some guys caught some tuna. Tobek was out. He got some tuna. So guys are going to be all fired up. They they don't need a lot of boats for this thing. They're almost full. So if you want to get in on this thing, you better do it quick because five grand you got to throw down. Yep. And already, I think they they only have maybe five spots left. Right. And and so you know, it's 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 a little easier to swallow when you got four or five guys on the boat. And you know, and you and you need a crew like that. You have to have a good crew for this thing, man. You have to have a good man. crew for this for sure. I mean, there's there's some good sticks showing up at this event. Uh, Northwest Outdoor Port brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, and then of course uh, uh, the uh, previously mentioned Damon Heward, uh, legendary UW quarterback, and he was he was uh, you know he man he he made a lap around the league, man. He started for Kansas City for a lot of years, and but he was in um, he 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 was in New England when Tom Brady came into the league. Yeah, and and. Um, Brock brought Damon up to Sitka a couple of years, and he got to share with me a couple of stories of of Tom Brady when he was. First, I bet that was fun when he was first in the league. You know, driving used cars and dating girls from Boston and stuff <laughs> like that. So, and uh, some of those will not will remain untold for sure. Yes, but of but course. no. But the thing of it was, Sam Heward got his first Chinook on Saturday, and and you know, and then Damon got one. So we we ended up getting get, you know bringing four Chinook and a coho into the into the dog derby on Saturday. And it was a lot of and fun. And a nice grade of Chinook. Dude, yes. Beautiful fish. Yeah, no question about it. And these things are eating. Man, I tell you. So we had one male yesterday that we brought on a male Chinook, which which there I, I would make an argument if you eat a lot of fish, you could tell the difference just from an oil standpoint. Because females at this they time They start pumping all start that pumping fat and oil into the into their row, into exactly. the eggs. Exactly. And, and I cut a lot of fish yeah. and I prefer to eat bucks males they just have thicker belly walls at this point they because do. they do you know but this one was like oh, oh my gosh it was dude. a spring dude it was a columbia river springer <laughs> you know where you when you open them up and you're like yeah there's no room right. in there for their guts they're, <laughs> they're so fat but they're all eating well i mean oh, and we yeah. had again here's the krill oil which we saw last year leaking that, out the vent leaking out the vent and so you know if you need when you see that you need don't to have, give those fish away to anybody. No, keep you those you ones for to, yourself. You need to eat those, but also something that that we kind of need to listen to our own advice and have a little red in the spread too. Mm-hmm. Because if they're if they're into the shrimp, you you need to have that hue, a little pinkish or a little red somewhere in your gear. It definitely doesn't hurt. We're going to drill through all this stuff. So tell you what, load up that text toy. Uh, 
it, because we want to talk to you. That's why. 206-421-3776 is the text line powered by legendary Yamaha Dependability. And, uh, you know, and, and another thing, too, is, you know, give us a call today, too, 866-979-3776. That's the Reverse Chine Hotline, Bright Trail, Wellcraft, Duckworth, Northwest. Well, tell you what, give us 90 seconds. We're going to be right back with Marine Area 7, 9, 10, open report, the conference call, quota update, all that stuff right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the 710 Sports app. Uh, so so welcome back to the show. Thanks to Matt Nelson running the board, Joey Pyburn joining me this morning. I'm Tom Nelson, and uh, I tell you what, we, we've got a little bit to go on, on some of our quotas. Um, basically, just to do a quick wraparound, we're going to have Mark White, um, Ilwaco Tuna Club, starting things off. But despite the fact that they did some shaping in the Ilwaco fishery and closed the beach, man, they're, they're still just putting the whack on the, on, the, on the coho out there. Yeah, sounds like there's tons of coho, and, and, and I think right behind all these Chinook, in Puget oh, yeah. Sound, there's going to be a, a pile of them rolling in we're, here. And, and we're already seeing schools of them. Yeah. We last couple of days, you know, we, we're targeting Chinook. We're looking for bait and fish cl- in close proximity to the bottom. And then right in the middle of the screen, school. Yeah. School. And we, school. Caught, we caught one. You yeah, caught we did. one out there on, yeah. on uh, Dog Derby Day. I must have been too far off the bottom at the time. You were on the – I know I you were the, right on the I bottom. And the that, that coho went down there. And <laughs> that tells you there's quite a few of them there around. And, and the guys are still – Whacking coho down in area nine and right. ten, you know, guys fishing in nine or catching coho down there. Ten, there's still a bunch of them. So, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy how many fish are around. And we got and we got additional halibut days too, Joey. We and, do uh, marine area one and two. They get additional halibut days August nineteenth, twenty fifth, and twenty eighth. September third, fourth, and twenty third. In marine area three and four, it opens August eleventh for five days per week, Thursday through Monday. Uh, starting September 6th, MA 3 and 4 will go to seven days per week. MA 5 through 10 opens August 11, and that's going to run seven days a week through September 30th or until we catch our quota, which so, we will not. So I'm going to stop you right there. If you catch a halibut in Puget Sound right now on salmon gear, yeah. you can whack them, all right? And don't think that I As have... of August 11th. Dude. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I've, I've caught them on possession. I've mm-hmm. caught them at no point. We've caught them at mid-channel. Uh, I mean, it happens. Oh, well, somebody will get somebody, uh, Somebody's going to catch a halibut out yeah. there, salmon fishing, and awesome. You yeah, get to whack it in the head and have fresh halibut for oh, dinner. Fresh halibut. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm not complaining about halibut in the freezer, but fresh. The night you dig them, it's just, oh. If I had my druthers, I'd eat a Chinook the day after, right? Yeah, let it rest it, a Let little. it rest, and they, 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 yeah. kind of a little enzyme thing goes in, mm-hmm. and they're just at their peak flavor. But that, that's then they're huge. not so tough. Yeah. Kinda, you want to age your salmon, so you don't want a not, tough not, piece of not, not chinook. Too, not too much. Not too much. <laughs> and then, uh, so La Push and Nia Bay both open up again for chinook retention on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, CQ's gone to seven days a week. That's great. It, what's not so great is Area Six, uh, East Straits, um, and that's open west to eat his hook. Is gonna is gonna go to that Thursday, Friday, Saturday schedule to try to prolong the season. We'll go through all these again in the Northwest Outdoor Report a little bit later. Um, according to the conference call, area five is at forty percent of of their Chinook impacts. Area six is at sixty five, and that's why they want to back that off a little bit. Area seven, after the first opener, ground through forty four percent of their impacts. We're hearing 
a little less effort in yeah. in the islands and which may hopefully we'll see i mean i i don't know i i don't know that we're going to get another 3 days but what we may get is uh like a makeup day or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But I mean, I, if we, I would be surprised. We're not. I, I would be surprised if we're at seventy percent in in area seven. But we'll but we'll learn. Yeah, and that's just purely conjecture on my part. But just what I'm hearing, kind of the general rumblings. After the first opener in Marine Area Nine, we're at thirty eight percent of our opener. Now, what we saw yesterday was a whole lot of people having a tough time fishing because struggle the, stick, <laughs> dude. Dude, the weather came up. Yeah, you there know, was weather. I, a lot of guys turned around or yeah. didn't go out because there was. A pretty stiff breeze out there, um, and now, then even coming back for us, we were tabs down and bow that, down. Yeah, for sure. And and so you know, and and what happens is, guys, just just exactly to your point, they'll come around possession, and it gets and the, it's always worse right there around the can if you're coming, you know, from Everett or from Muckleteo or you know, or even from Edmonds. Just turning that corner can really get you. And, and so, but once you make it through there and you get halfway through the bar, man, it was smooth sailing back, mm-hmm. you know, all the way out to Townsend at that point. So, so, you know, uh, but you know, you just, you gotta look sometimes if there's a question to be asked about safety, then there is no question. Turn around within that question. There, there's an answer. And if your boat's not up to it, you're both not up to it. Um, then in Marine area 10, man, we got a long way to go there. They're, they're, they're 3766 is the quota. So almost four thousand Chinook, and and we and and two through the seventeenth of of July, only seven percent of that quota has been taken. So only two hundred ninety one Chinook reported. So that thing could very easily go right through August. Well, and and I don't think will. that's gonna. It, it's just not gonna really get going until probably August. That's yeah, kind of when those fish sure. are gonna show up. And yeah. and uh, I talked to our buddy John Martinez last night, and he, you know he's a he's an Area Ten, uh, you know expert. He said. Those those fish are probably going to show up in the first week of August, and they're going to show up in a big wad, right? Just yeah. a pile. And, and of so, fish. and we're seeing enough success in marine areas five and six and seven to know that area nine is going to light up again. Mm-hmm. But we were marking less Chinook yesterday. Yes. There's no question. There's there's no question. We were marking less fish yesterday, and there and there were way less fish caught. You know, for sure, and and so and and possession was 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 difficult too. So when I'm hearing no point in possession or slow, and mid channel is fair, to me that's that's telling me that the strongest component of that run coming coming by Townsend are those South Sound George Adams hatcheries, Skokomish fish that are turning off in Hood Canal and not coming into the you know, main main area of main part of area nine, right? Sure. So th- so it's gonna you're gonna be interesting to see how the rest of this plays out and, and, and how things are gonna work. But, well uh, all I know is we're gonna be out there yeah. every day that it's open, <laughs> grinding away, yeah. doing what we love to do this time of year, and that's go catch Chinook. All right. Somebody else that's doing what he loves to do this time of year and grinding on Chinook is our long lost buddy Robert Ensley. And we're gonna hang up the the microphone here and go to a commercial break and then we're gonna go get Ensley. That's not a good deal. All right, Rob Ensley coming at you next. You're in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Bo-Mac.com. That is the website of uh, one of the best tackle innovators that I've had the pleasure to fish with. And uh, he spun up these sticks that Robbo took half of, half of these sticks Robbo took, right? And uh, I just kind of wonder if he's using them in his program right now. Rob Ensley joining us from Southeast Alaska. What is up, my brother? Morning, buddy. Oh, just getting some Uchen rods ready out back there. Nice. Got about uh, eight packs of herring cut up, 
salted, ready to go here. Uh, that's what's going on up here. Silvers are here. There's some kings around uh, doing the deal. Yeah, a lot of mooch, a lot of mooching going on right now. Burning through uh, quite a bit of bait right now. Pinks and sil- mostly silvers, but some pinks and chums around too. So, have you had a chance to use not- those new jigging sticks from Bubba? I use them early. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. There's a couple, well, actually, a couple little minor changes. I'm going to have him, uh, you know, work on over this winter, but but they're nothing to do with the rod. Uh, those rods are just badass. They're great little jigging sticks, man. And I, I pull them out all the time and uh, show them to people. I'm like, hey, check this out. You I mean, guys from Puget Sound mainly that, that like jigging down there. And, and they're like, oh, wow, how much are these going to be? I'm like, eh, well, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great yeah. little rods. But mostly we're mooching. Um, actually, it's all mooching right now. Dan Riggers are off the boats. And uh, I get a lot of questions about mooching, too. You know, mostly folks from down south. Uh, wondering how we're do how we're doing it, uh, y- you know. I, I think the main thing where people go wrong is is when they get bit. Um, that's where the rubber hits the road, right there. When you're mooching, um, you know, you don't want to be in a hurry to set the hook. It's kind of a feel thing. You, you know, you basically want the fish going the the opposite direction. If it's still if it's still popping that bait and still kind of chewing and munching, I mean, they're just kind of they kind of follow the bait. And if you set the hook you're going to pull that bait right out of their mouth. You kind of either got to stop altogether, uh, feed them line, or just keep reeling. I, I have my, my guests just keep reeling, nice and slow. Just be cool. Don't be in a hurry. You know, like yesterday, it was their first morning. I just had my guests here on the boat uh, yesterday morning. <laughs> it was the first morning. Training here. them up. Day one. <laughs> well, they come every year, you know, and right out of the gate. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. bam. We're just getting hit like crazy. Coho's going nuts. And they're pulling and jerking and reeling. Like, you know, I watched one of my guests, you know, the second that coho bit, he just, oh, God, I got to get it. And it's like, no, you got to slow everything down. Everybody just stop. Let's just slow down. Keep, you know, calm down, everybody. You don't need to set the hook. Just reel them on nice and easy. And then we started hooking them. There you go. And hooking them and yeah. putting them in the boat and landing them like crazy. And, and uh, that's the key, though, really, to mooching. It's just a feel thing. You can't set that it, hook right it's, away. It, it it's a, hard though because even for me, when I, you know, when I have not mooched for a while, and then you do mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and you're reeling, and you feel that fish, you're, you you want to set the it's hook. Just, right? It's something for in sure. our DNA. There's no question about you it. You want to slam but those hooks into their face. I just want to back up <laughs> yeah. just one minute because we mentioned the technique of jigging. We mentioned the technique of mooching. We talked about a jig rod. Tell us about your difference, why we're using shorter, stiffer sticks for jigs and longer, softer rods for mooching. Well, what I just mentioned, you want that rod, you know, you want a parabolic rod for mooching um, that loads up all the way to the cork almost. So it really cushions what you're doing, you know. Um, A short, stiff rod, like a jigging rod, you know, they bite on the drop. When you're you're jerking jigs for salmon or anything, really, they're going to bite on the drop. Uh, yesterday, we were, we were jigging for lingcod. They all bite on the drop. Almost all of them bite on the drop. So when you lift up, that fish is there, and you got to put the wood to them immediately. You can't have a parabolic rod. You're not going to slam that hook home. Um, so you want that, that short stick um, with a bunch of backbone in it to slam those hooks home when you're, when you're, uh, when you're jigging. But, but mooching, totally different deal. You want a parabolic action that's going to really load up and really cushion um, – you know, the feel on that herring. So that's kind of the difference there, Tom. I know, I know you didn't know that, so that's why you asked. Thank so, you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> we, you, you know what we're seeing down here, Robbo, is is bait is – it's kind of been a bait show down here. Agreed. Um, mm-hmm. Way more than maybe years past. 
And we're seeing a lot more people out at mid-channel yep. mooching mm-hmm. or jigging. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. if more people just did it and figured it out, it would get yeah. it'd get so much more popular it's, down here because it's such a fun oh, way to man, fish. That, you know, you but you yeah. got you got to look, though, because some people will go out and jig or mooch. I'm going to go mooch and I'm going to go jigging today. Okay, great. In, it, it needs to be part of your game plan. And, and in Puget Sound, we need to locate the fish with downriggers, then transition and go vertical, right? But but what do you need to see on the screen? Because you don't just go drop your gear blindly. You're on your electronics. You're you're inhaling everything that, that your screen is telling you. What do you need to see on the screen that says, okay, there they are. We're mooching here. Oh, yeah, we're looking for bait and fish marks. I mean, you know, especially bait. And then, of course, we're out there every day. You know, we have kind of a little bit of unfair advantage because we're out there every day. We know that at the end of the tide, if the bait's there, the fish are just going to move right in. You know, at the end of the tide or the end of the flood or the end of the ebb or whatever it is. Um, so a little bit of an unfair advantage being out there every day. But but mainly, just look for bait. If, if that bait's there, you're eventually going to scratch up the fish. And, and I think down there, you know, if you're, if you're fishing mid-channel, you're fishing some of those places, just go mooch the whole tide. Just go mooching. Leave the downriggers at home and just go mooching. You got to be patient. Bite your tongue. I know, Tom. No, I, know, I, know. I said it, but oh. you kind of got to be patient and you got to just grind yeah. it out and wait for it to happen. You're going to get a couple bites uh, out there in particular. You got to work the bottom. You know, uh, you're going to be mooching the bottom, fishing the bottom twenty, thirty feet, usually the bottom ten feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while, I'm yes. glued to my sonar all day long. I'm yeah. just glued to it. Like, oh, there's, there's, they're twenty feet off the bottom now. Like, you know, yesterday we we're working the bottom ten feet. Hit the bottom, reel up 10 feet, drop it back down, up, down, up, down, up, down. You're just working those baits up and down all day long. And every once in a while, oh, oh, there goes a school in the middle. You know, get them up into the middle, you know, bring them up all the way up to like 30 feet. We've got line counter reels um, so they can tell right where they're at. And I can I can place those baits right where I want on every drift. So, so um, that's kind of the key, though. Run guys through your mooching setup. I know we've done it before, but... We got a lot of new listeners. Let's run them through your program from your weight to your uh, yeah. hooks, the whole deal. Well, I mean, I'm, I mostly just run four to five ounce sinkers. Rarely will I, I run a three or a six. It's mostly fours and fives up here. Down the sound, though, gosh, I mean, you can run. I know guys that fish two and threes down in the sound in the summertime with really light line. I know folks up at Mid Channel and Point Wilson and that stuff that'll run six to eight ounce leads. Uh, so just have kind of a variety of leads. Um, I'd say two to maybe six to eight ounces, somewhere in there. Um, and, of course, you run the bead chain on the bottom. If you're looking at some of these leads, you want the ones with the bead chains on the bottom. That keeps you from getting all twisted up. I run a McMahon snap on the bottom of mine, and then all my leaders have swivels tied to the end of them, especially in the sand where you got dog, a, a dogfish problem. That way you can just you get a dogfish, snap on, you snap, snap your leader, snap on snap off and keep fishing and and we come with rolls every day i got a, a new roll of leaders and you can snap right on i run six foot a 40 pound test or so a couple of four aught hooks uh there might be gummies there might be mustads uh owner makes an awesome hook too uh just make sure those hooks are, are just razor sharp and uh and that's about it and you, you know you can mess with your uh, your leader length uh we run 40 pound tests up here but down there yeah, 30 you probably get away with 20 30 yeah 30 yeah and, you don't and, need 40 and, and we're, you know, we're and, messing around with little halibut and other little sure. incidental stuff all the time and they're even and, and old school <laughs> old school is like 20 pound test and 15 pound <laughs> test too they'll 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 use really really light leaders but i just i just want to go back to something you all all your rods 
are made off with a snap. You use a bead chain and a scissor snap on the end of your main line. On and my so, trolling line. On your trolling. On my trolling lines. Right. On my, all my mooch and sinkers are tied right to the top of the sinker with a bead on top to keep you from reeling that sinker up into the eye of your, gotcha. uh, you know, your, your, your eye on the end of the rod. So you uh, don't use a snap. You actually lead, tie right to I, the lead. I, use, I, tie, I tie right to the lead, okay. and then on the bottom of the bead chain, then you I snap. put that man snap. So that we can snap on the leaders because gotcha. we're snapping leaders all day long sure. and, you know, rolling leaders off and changing them out and all that stuff. So that's that's the deal there. Come with a bunch of leaders. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a briner. I brine all my bait. But, gosh, I mean, Matt right here at this park next to me, he cuts bait as he goes. Right. He catches as many fish as anybody. You know, so, uh, you know, there's different ways of doing it. you got to pull the guts out. Um, everybody asks, why do you pull the guts out? Well, they hang out the, the belly cavity of that herring and they rip the, they blow the belly out. That's why you pull the guts out. Um, so pull the guts out of them, get them spinning good and, and off you go. You brine overnight then, Robbo, you cut your bait then when you get back to the dock at night and let them, and let them soak overnight. I do. Right. Yep. Yep. I put them in my cooler. We ice up the coolers the night before and then we just set our bait in there overnight. So they stay nice and cool and that gets them firmed up a little bit for the next day. So, and then we just go through so much bait. You kind of have to have it done before sure. you get going or you just, you just burn through it right. so fast. You, you, you know, know, Tom and I, normally I get down to the boat at like four ish, four thirty, and I always, mm-hmm. I brine the bait then. I, I take frozen bait. I make my brine and bite. I put the bait in there, and, and if we're running a mid-channel, we got an hour. And, you know, I I noticed that throughout the day the bait gets better. a better feel yeah. to it, which actually makes it makes me get a better spin because the, the bait stiffens up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm a, I like to throw all the bait away and start fresh the next day. I, but because there's kind of a shortage of anchovies and not everybody has them, I was kind of saving bait and putting it in the cooler in some of the brine mm-hmm. and bite in a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and then starting with that in the morning, mm-hmm. and I think I ran bait that was three days old, yeah. and we are still just whacking but Chinook, and it totally changed my program That's now. the difference, yeah. though, between brine and bite and straight salt. Yes. Hard salt turns them into pickles. Yeah, right? they start to get wrinkly. They do. They, they're, yeah, they, you got raisins for bait, right? But, but brine and bite doesn't do that. It just it's, toughens it's, that skin yes. up and makes it like, it just gives it a little like, uh, I don't know, structure to yeah. the, to the fish. And I just, I get a better spin. I just know it. Well, I'm like, you know, oh, take, I can feel the fish. How, how like, he's over here next to me. How he's pouring in some brine and bite right now. There you go. He's looking at me right now. The, the word, <laughs> the, the word we're struggling <laughs> for is, is isoosmotic because the, the, well, yeah, the I, I would have been struggling the, well, for that dude, word. Here's the deal, though: that the, 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 the brine, <laughs> the brine and bite. Oh my gosh, dude. Salt I was on the VHF keeps... radio yesterday. Totally <laughs> there's a there's a bunch of guys out there listening to the show that are like oh, me. They're like on their phone looking that up. What is that word? So here's the deal: what if you use salt, it will keep pulling the moisture out of it. If you use brine and bite. It will only pull so much, and then it'll and be what was the word again? O- isoosmotic. Okay. Osmotic pressure Iso- is what? I- I- osmosis. <laughs> All right, he's he's Robo Osmosis Ensley, and it's time to get out of this segment because I'm going right under the bus. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Go Mariners. Go, no yeah, no doubt, dude. Okay. Holy Tough smokes, game dude. last night. Yeah. So, uh, Captain Mets and Astros fan, we went and watched the game down at Troy's house last night, and oh man, they just got. Uh, five. What was it? Five to one or something? I don't know. We we peeled out in the sixth, okay. seventh inning. But uh, you know what? Yeah. We, we man. We got to fish with just about the whole University of Washington football team last Saturday, and now I just got to say, go dogs, baby. Yeah, yeah go we, Mariners. Yeah. Whatever. whatever <laughs> really. 
He's a rotten, smelly coog, and he's isoosmotic. He's Rob Bensley. We'll talk to you next week, brother. You take care. See you, buddy. Later. Right, right, we'll see you next Later, Robbo. All right. Coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week here for the third and not, no, the fourth weekend. We get five in, in July. Yeah. Five full weekends. So not the last weekend in July. No, no, no. We got time in July. It's an overperforming July. We're going to tell you how to take advantage of it next. Raymarine Picks of the Week right here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Multifunction navigational displays. Check out the entire family of Axiom products. The Axiom, the Axiom Pro, the larger Axiom XL, and coming soon, the new Axiom Plus. Performance-tuned Axiom Plus, new generation of award-winning Ray Marine multifunction navigational displays, optimized for speed. It's going to change the way you do business with the new quad core processor. Check them out more at raymarine.com. Boy, you know that you and I want to talk about Chinook, 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 Chinook. So sorry. We kind of have to talk about sorry, what's not going sorry. on on the sockeye front. Oh, dude. We got like 9,500 sockeye up at Baker Lake. They raised the limit to three. Yep. They reopened the river. So good things happening there. Guys going up and getting their limits on the on the big lake and, you know, Pristine, Scenic, absolutely beautiful, beautiful. And, big and volcano sticking up. It's just amazing spot. Washington's only Western Washington's you know signature flat top is yeah. Baker. Okay, yeah. the South Sound is Rainier. Okay, mm-hmm. but we got we got Baker up there. And and the cool thing is the the run size got upgraded up you know up in Baker too. So uh, preseason it was just shy of twenty seven thousand. Now it's up over thirty thousand. That makes a difference because that triggered that limit increase in in the lake so we'll go over that uh in the northwest outdoor port coming up but yeah dude it, it's definitely go time those july sockeye up in that lake bite pretty well they're pretty eager biters but yeah and you want to get on them early before they they really start to make the switch they and do, then they're, yeah. they're not going to be nearly as aggressive we have 648,838 <laughs> sockeye over bonneville triple um, the preseason forecast yeah, yeah. so brewster pool that whole area up there they're just in yeah. Austin Moser's running doubles, yeah, you know, Dude. and just limiting the boat every time. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, there's just too much to do. We need, to, can we get two Julys? Oh, dude, I tell you, it's just, it's nuts, man. It's crazy, and, and the fastest month of the year. And I'm, and I'm clinging on to every second of this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you you can sleep in the wintertime, right? We 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 do not spend a lot of time. I mean, I've seen just about every July sunrise so far. And, yeah, and both I, and of us have. Y- and I got, I don't know, I got I to just, the boat the other day and you looked at me and you're like, you look tired, dude. And I was like, yeah, I'm tired, man. Like, I, we're processing herring at yeah. Ray's Bait. So I'm fishing and then going to the office. Yeah. Um, all the bait we're going to be kicking out here, going into buoy 10, and, and the rest of our July here is all fresh. Fresh herring, yeah. just processed. We processed the last couple of days at the shop, starting to get a few bigger fish, mm-hmm. which is nice. There's been a big hole there with the big stuff, so... Uh, we're going to have, we should have some bigger herring for the buoy 10 guys and those guys headed North, you know, here in the next couple of weeks. And, and I tell you what, man, some of those, those big blues, they cut plug amazingly and the fish approach them differently, dude. It's like, what do you want? You want a French fry that's been in the salt too long? Or do you want all the full burger? Baby? Yeah. Those, and you, you've those been running herring burgers. You've yeah. been running the new, the new bait oh, we put up gosh, those greens, gorgeous, which are, they're dude. big greens. Yeah. Um, and man, they're just so nice. Oh, they are. They are. And, and the funny thing is, you know, 
we we try to keep three downriggers down when when we can. Sometimes you can't. You got cross currents. You got sometimes the you know, the bite's so fast you don't you can't you get can't it down. Do it. But but you need to keep running that thing up in a water column because I'm telling you, dude, there's going to be a time. There's going to be a bite, and still, I would make the argument that of the five biggest Chinook that we that we've caught, at least half of them have come on that middle downriggers. Definitely, they have. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And so and er, early on in the season on. too, when yep. you know, early on in the season, you'll have these big cruisers that are not going to be on the deck. They're going to be up in that upper, you know, fifty, even twenty. Yep. We know guys yep. that were catching fish at twenty feet. Um, so you, you always, if you have the, you know, the ability to run three or even run shotgun a shotgun rod, put a five ounce. Banana weight. Yeah. Run a fit. If, if you're trolling, one back. get it. Get an eight. Yeah. Just get an eight back there because you're you're trolling that thing. But but then don't try to make it fish the same water as your downriggers because you're not, dude. So so put it on a rod holder next to your trolling motor, okay? And just stick it back there, twenty five feet, thirty feet, doesn't matter. Make, make sure it you- make it easy to get out of the way. Yes. Right. Don't yeah. have a hundred feet of line out. Because, have yeah. Have it be in there. You, you, what you do is. You know, you have orange mono on yeah. your islander. On the moocher. And then you run, a what, 20, a 20-foot top shot. 20-foot top shot. And it's really easy whenever you get up because it, it's a 10-and-a-half-foot rod. I got a two-rod length clear ultra green or, or ultra green leader, right? So that, so it's so Kevin John Holiday Sports hooked me up with a beautiful orange spool on one of those gold islanders. It's just a beautiful rig, right? And then I'll run, like you said, a two-rod length top shot. Everything... We talk about so many lengths, and you need to simplify things, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about uh, hoochie leaders, I, I speak in terms of flasher lengths. And, and when we talk about um, leaders off uh, top shots, I talk about rod lengths, right? Mm-hmm. Because yes. it, it's an, always a measurement that people can visualize and understand. And so, you know, and particularly up in Sitka, I'll just, with that 20-foot of line, I'll put it just so that that high-vis line is like a foot underwater. And the rest of it's clear. And you would be amazed how many times that gets blazed. It absolutely does. Yeah. You know, and, and so, and sometimes it's a short biter and sometimes it's a coho, but sometimes it's a big king and you a big one. do it, <laughs> you know, and you just, but, it, but you got to discipline yourself and your point to making the shotgun rod short so you can get it out of the road because it is not going to catch the most fish. It's not, it's going to get your bonus fish. And sometimes it's going to make the difference in a day. So have the discipline. Run that shotgun rod. And, and learn how to brine a cut plug and keep the thing on there. Or, or learn how to half-hitch bait. If you go to the Outdoor Lines YouTube channel, we've got half a dozen videos on it. And so we've been doing, like, bait, spoon, yep. whole bait down the middle. Yep. Um, and the baits outperform 100%. the spoon. Yep, no question. But the spoon's still catching fish. Um. I would say for guys who don't run a lot of bait, hardware is going to work. It You're going to catch fish. It and in some years it outperforms yep. bait in the Puget Sound here during these July fisheries. But I would say run that third shotgun rod yep. and run bait. And that is going to be in, in the upper water column, very high. You're not going to catch a lot of fish, but you're going to get a bonus fish out of it occasionally. And it's going to, maybe if you don't run bait, it's going to, you're going to learn some stuff you about are. running bait. You're going to. Right? You, and then it, there's times when, listen, you got to have bait. It's a tool in your box. If you just fish hardware, fine. 
you're going to get them. If you just fish hoochies, fine, you're going to get them. If you just fish fish spoons, fine, you're, you're going to get them. But there's going to be a time where you're going to roll over a bait patch and you're going to see arcs on top of it and you're going to get bit every time you troll through it. That's fine. Man, you can make a surgical strike on these things using the Bomac Puget Pounder jigs, using herring and dropping these things. Look, mooching, jigging, and trolling, three ways to skin a cat. We're all trying to do the same thing, which you need to do, and I say this all the time in my seminars. There are times and tides that one technique is going to outperform another. Our challenge as aggressive-thinking salmon anglers is learning to recognize that set of conditions that indicate the use of a particular technique. When the bait is glued to the dirt and it's 100 feet down, we're going to troll through that. Yeah. But when the current slows down, there's not a lot of wind, and we get a midwater bait ball, that is time to mooch with herring and drop definitely arcs in there. But then, but then there's another time too where things are going to slow down, and you're going to see bait in, concentrated on the bottom with arcs all around it. That's going to be sand lance, and that's a jigging scenario, man. Or if you just see schooled up fish, right? If you see schooled up salmonids, drop those jigs on top of them. They're the four ounce Puget Pounder jigs. But here's the thing. If your gear is not convertible enough, if you don't have a specific jig rod set up on the boat and you keep it on your boat, you're not going to you're not going to use it. You don't have time to switch over. You can't carve all your all your trolling gear off and just tie a mooching gear. Okay. Next time you, need- you guys see us, if you see us at the dock or or you're able to come down and check out the boat, look at look at the rocket launcher up top. There are six of Bubba's jigging sticks yeah. up there with Puget Pounders on them, ready to go. There's moochers, yep. ready, ready to, to go. To go. And then there's, you know, a couple backup trolling rods. We're set up so we can we can convert very quickly into a mooching scenario or a jigging scenario. And we've done it many times where it changes the whole day. And you said the word convert. What do you hear on tuna boats when they're outside? You want to convert, convert that troll that... into a bait stop. Right. And so mooching is analogous to a to a live bait. Our, when they say irons, dude, that's a vertical jig, okay? And so you, and, and so tuna fishermen, and actually, this this whole convert thing is taken from offshore tuna action, right? And it works on salmon. Here's, you, are you going to see it every day? You can see the opportunity? No, but and and that's. But the, when you do, you want dude, you want to take advantage of it. it like it, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, if you're not ready, and you got to unsnap all your gear and tie on a jig and you, yeah. you're using your Keep, trolling rods to jig, you might, you just, you just missed it. It's over. A, you need a seven, eight foot, one piece stiff rod with a jig on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and keep that sucker in your boat. And we're not talking about maybe you getting one, maybe you, no dude, we're talking doubles and triples. Okay. It, you'll find those scenarios, especially this time of year. Cause, cause if we're not at peak Chinook abundance coming around the corner, it's coming pretty quick. And with this set a set of tides coming up next week with minus tides in the middle of the day and you get to fish that whole ebb, murder. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be good. Just like it was good with those huge minus tides yep. we had at Mid Channel. And people opener, were like, I'm not going up there. It's gonna, the tides are too big. Dude, and oh, the fishing dude, was phenomenal. It, what those big tides do, to your point, Joey, is they concentrate fish in predictable areas. And once you learn... To unlock that tide book and the way the water flows through the structure, and it's that always that interplay between depth and current and structure. That is your reading water triangle. As the same kind of fundamentals that you learn fishing creeks and you learn fishing rivers, it's just a bigger application in the salt water. But you can look at a chart and see fish on it. Okay, just, you can. 
you just got to do chart study. And then the best way I know of to do chart study is, is Navionics on the iPad or Navionics on your phone. And then run that. Well, same. We're, we're pulling it up all the time, all the time. when we're on the boat. And all the we're time. looking at what the current is doing and, and you know, where we're at during in the tide and flows. And there's just so much information you can gather by having multiple yes. pieces of technology yes. rolling at one but, time. You got your, you know, your big chart on your Raymarine and you got your fish finder, but then you also have this really cool Navionics app on your phone that you can just if, pick stuff apart. If you run that Navionics chip on your chart plotter mm-hmm. and you look at it on your iPad, that Navionics, and you look at it on your phone with Navionics, you are looking at the same cartography Yep, across all platforms. Mm-hmm. And that's when you, you look at it first and then you go out on the water and you see that there's that, that moment of recognition and you get that, oh, well, I've seen that before. That's that first little mustard seed of faith and confidence, okay? And confidence kills fish, dude. Be prepared. Have you ever gone in and taken a test that you hadn't studied for, okay? You get that sick feeling, I'm not prepared, okay? Be prepared. Be prepared. Be prepared. Dude, you and I are, we're messed up. Oh, dude, fundamentally. It, Absolutely. I at least, I, at I least. love getting to the boat every morning, and you're just as excited on day <laughs> 20 or 30 as you were on opening day. I'm a deep, it makes it so much fun to fish with you, dude. <laughs> I'm a deeply flawed individual, and I've and I, and I found a, a similarly deeply flawed individual. Yeah, you, it's like <laughs> we collided and we're just yeah, stuck. It's, it's bad. Stuck with each but other at now. at least we're not president of the Awako Tuna Club. Okay? Yeah. Mark, he, this guy may be as messed up as us, oh, he or is. even worse, because yeah. he's running a six-figure tuna tournament. The Owaco Tuna Club, Mark White, president of the Owaco Tuna Club, joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.